Unlabeled Leadership is a volunteer service. We appreciate our guests for their stewardship and remarkable stories. We also appreciate listeners like you who back the show with star reviews and contributions. Gary DePaul with Unlabeled Leadership. Welcome to episode 143. Mariah and Byron Edgington clarified that you are more than enough. Here's a shout out to listeners from Stockholm County, Sweden, and in the United States, Ashland, Oregon, Toledo, Ohio, Missoula, Montana, Holland, Michigan, and Dallas, Georgia. With that, let's get started. While Mariah is a retired critical care and emergency nurse, and Byron is a retired helicopter pilot and army veteran, both co-authored the new book, Journey Well, You Are More Than Enough. Byron has also authored Post Flight, Waiting for Willie Pete, A Vietnam Anthem, and The Sky Behind Me. As you'll learn in this episode, he and Mariah also write for Biz Catalyst 360, where you can find several articles by them. Along with their new book, Journey Well, You Are More Than Enough, they also have a course that you can take through Udemy of the same title. You'll find the link in the show notes. Part 1. Lifting Others and Appreciating Them If you practice leadership, you're in the business of building relationships and changing the environment so people could be at their best. To do that, there are certain principles that you adapt. Two of them are believe in others and connect with others. In this part, Byron and Mariah explain their perspective of what that means and how you can achieve it. To start, Here's Mariah. We're on a journey ourselves, as everyone is, and especially during the pandemic. It became real clear quickly that all of our lives were changing. And now we can look back in hindsight and see how difficult of a time it was. We thought it was going to be over quickly, and that was put aside as we got into more and more length of the pandemic, and still it's continuing, and as we are heading out, things are looking better for all of us around the world. The journey itself in the middle got very difficult for many, many people, and we realized that early on that people were struggling, people were exhausted, they were overwhelmed. We saw it over and over again. I started posting content on LinkedIn in February of 21, and I was asked to write for a publication called BizCat. Yes, BizCat. They're very much human resource focused, if I'm right. Yeah, and it's a fellow named Dennis Pitaco is the head honcho, and it was his invention and his, his occupation. He asked us, but he asked Mariah first to write for him. And it was interesting because, as Byron said, I didn't realize I was that kind of a quality of a writer. So I was pleased. And it also inspired me because Dennis's endeavors are very extensive. He has a plethora of platforms that he does philanthropic things with. And it's amazing to see how he journeys well. I started putting out content on LinkedIn and pretty soon it had a following and my husband here, the writer, just said, let's collaborate. And so we did. We started finding out that what people wanted was an affirming message. 
Gary, that's what we decided to do, is we started looking for the abundance in the world that was already there. While people were struggling, we kept saying, you are more than enough. Your life is of value. You are a worthy person. People hear all the time, oh yeah, you're good enough. You're doing fine. You're doing, you know, keep going. You're fine. We looked at that mentality and we said, you know what? That's not quite it. And that's where our uh, underscore there on the title came. The title of our book is Journey Well, You Are More Than Enough. And the subtitle is Rediscover Your Passion, Purpose, and Love of Yourself in Life. People aren't just enough. They're more than enough. The reason we put that more in there is because that word itself can't be defined. It's kind of limitless. And so that's why we decided to put that as part of our title. Is that your memorable phrase that you're sharing? You're more than enough? Yes. And we feel that about everyone. Everyone's life has value. And in this time, people need to rediscover or discover for the first time that their life is so important that they need to give themselves love and raise themselves up. It's kind of a mandate. We're saying that everybody has a gift that's unique to them. They have to share it with the rest of us because we're all putting this huge, beautiful puzzle together. And if you ever did a jigsaw puzzle, you know that if there's one piece missing, the puzzle isn't complete. It's a simplistic way to put it, but we need everybody's gift going forward. We try to affirm people. People will read this book and they'll feel so much better about themselves. They will understand that what they have believed for a very long time is true, that there is a better way. Mariah, you talked about connecting on LinkedIn with people. And what I mean by that is writing on LinkedIn, growing an audience. One of the challenges that people have with social media is that they may recognize they have a voice that has a particular message that they want to get out and they want to get the message out to as many people as possible. Unfortunately, the way social media is now is that with the algorithms, it's very limited on who you can reach. The tendency, especially with LinkedIn, is that the people who see your messages tends to be the same people, but it's difficult to even reach members of your community or your connections. What would you advise people, especially entrepreneurs or authors like the two of you, on how to get your word out and reach a broader audience than what you're typically limited to? It isn't obvious, and the algorithms change all the time. The one thing that I found and consistently working for me is by being present for other people. Once I began noticing other content creators who were giving a great message, who were raising other people up, who looked at others as seeing the cup half full and better, I started reaching out to them and commenting on their content with really valuable insights. This is what I do in my own content is I lift people, I praise them, I I want to make sure people know that they are more than enough. Going out to other content creators who also have this same message and lifting their message up by just affirming them, by saying, I appreciate what you're doing and how you're bringing that out to the world. That is how I created the following that I did. 
The reason that I feel this is so important is simply because by doing that with each other, for example, you invited us here and we are lifting you up as well because we appreciate the work that you're doing. We see the value that you give to the world, that you bring out through your content, through your efforts. We know by lifting others that we lift ourselves. One of the things we need to know and to do these days, speaking of social media, is there's a lot of negativity out there, and it's really, really easy to get caught up in that. Those of us who know there's a better way and know there's a positive way and that the world is abundant, that we don't live in a zero-sum world, I think we have an obligation to dive in there and put that message out there and to focus on the positive. We have a mandate to bring attention to the positives and to show people that they're right about there is a better way, that there's a, a more abundant way, that it's okay to be generous, that it's okay to be affirming. If they take nothing else away from what we're doing, we hope they take that away because it's, it's true. It, it, it's time for some positive, affirming messaging out there. A voice for positive needs to be echoed louder. Mariah and I didn't really put it together that we spent our entire professional careers before we retired lifting people up. I was a commercial helicopter pilot, and Mariah was an RM for many, many years. We looked at that, and we realized that we've spent our entire professional careers lifting people up. Myself, in, in a quite literal fashion, taking off every time. And Mariah acted as a, an elevator, if you will, getting people past uh, medical and trauma challenges and lifting them up so they could have their lives back. In retirement, we just continue that effort. Part two, small acts that lift others. Leadership is about helping other people be the best that they can be, and that can manifest in a variety of ways. In this first story, Byron illustrates this. Here's Byron. The story that comes to mind, and this is from my aviation career. I flew many, many medical patients. So I flew for a hospital for many, many years. And in that time, I flew 3,200 medical missions. One that stands out and always has and always will for me, a young fellow, a nine-year-old, he had been badly injured in a farm accident. I picked him up on a frigid night in February and flew him to our hospital. And he wasn't supposed to live through the night. The prognosis was not good. In fact, at one point, the physicians were talking to his parents about organ donations. About six weeks later, I watched that young fellow leave the hospital and get in the car with his parents to go home. It did mark a turning point for me. I realized we all have some way to contribute to other people's lives and to make them better. I guess I knew that in my head before that, but in my heart, I realized at that point, what we do matters. We can make the world a better place if we choose to. That child may not have thought, oh, the helicopter pilot helped me live. But you made a contribution to this boy's life and continued living by doing your job very effectively. The point I'm making is that sometimes when people don't realize we're helping them in some capacity or don't think of it that way, 
that is a powerful message for how we can live our lives, being able to contribute without expectation of reward and acknowledgement when we can make a difference in someone's life by just saying a simple phrase, by doing a simple act that may not be directly acknowledged or thought of as helping someone out. Yes. We had a, a dear friend, a gay man, many, many years ago who committed suicide. It was one of those things where we just never saw it coming. No one did. We realized we all have to be a little more sensitive to each other and to really reach out when we realize that they are asking for help. That is one of the reasons we think we all have to affirm other people. And when they do make themselves vulnerable to us, we have to respond to that. We have to recognize that. There's a, an apocryphal uh, story, former President Clinton likes to tell this story, about in West Africa, there is a, a group of people, and when they pass each other on a path, they don't say hello or how are you. They say, I see you. I love that story because it, it refers to what we are doing. We all have to tell each other, I see you and I hear you. I think that's really important. Gary, one thing that we know, and I learned this throughout my nursing career, and especially now, as Byron mentioned, this friend of ours took his life. Many people, just as we did, had no inkling that he was suffering. Because of that, during our venture with Journey While You're More Than Enough, we have decided that it was very important for each other to lift others. In doing that, one thing I mentioned in the book and also on our website is that one simple way to lift each other, lift other people up, is by acknowledging them, just like Byron mentioned. And an easy way to do that is to shoot them a text message or an email, or if you really have a few extra minutes, write them a handwritten note. When we do that, it not only raises our energy, Imagine the person who takes that note out of the mailbox and opens it, and they read words that you have personally written. That touches them in a way that you cannot imagine that someone took the time, put a pen to paper, put that paper in a note card, and mail it off. The energy that that took probably wasn't all that great and not a big effort, but the benefits. Can you imagine, Gary, going out to your mailbox today and pulling out an envelope that you know a friend of yours or a loved one actually took the time to write, to say, I acknowledge you and you are more than enough. Because we can't see what other people are going through and they may appear to be doing exceptionally well, they may be accomplished. We never know what's going on in their heads, what their challenges are. Regardless of what you observe someone doing, it's a powerful message to acknowledge other people and to affirm that they're important. As you say, that they're more than enough. That could be, to some extent, life-saving. Well, it absolutely can be. I do have a story on that. A few days after I posted encouraging people to do just what I had mentioned, I got a direct message from someone who told me that they were so surprised when a person contacted them that they had reached out to and said they were thinking of taking their life because they didn't think they mattered. That one simple text message from somebody on my suggestion 
because the person said, I felt kind of weird doing it. I don't know why I reached out to that person, but I did. And then I found out later that that was the kind of impact that one little text message did. Now that's profound. Part three, vulnerability and reducing imposter syndrome. People experiencing imposter syndrome believe that their accomplishments are undeserved. They think that something other than their skills and actions caused their success. Later this year, I'll have someone on the show to explain what imposter syndrome is in more detail, including what it is, what are some of the observable symptoms, why it occurs, and what someone could do about it. Byron and Mariah offer advice on what you can do to strengthen your leadership their advice leads to a comment about imposter syndrome. Again, here's Byron to start. We hear this a lot. In fact, uh, Brene Brown writes about this a lot. She dwells on this. Making ourselves vulnerable, it sounds like a sign of weakness, but it's anything but. It makes us more human. People really respond to that. Making yourself vulnerable It could be as simple as expressing what you're thinking, having congruency with that and sharing things that others might see as negative or challenging or doesn't put yourself in the best light. But sometimes when you make yourself vulnerable, you actually open up connections with other people that you may not have had before. You're absolutely right, Gary. We know that in our journey, we've seen people acknowledge that the hardest person to get to know oftentimes is ourselves because we do have that inner critic. We do have that imposter syndrome. But once we can dive into our core values and really look at who we are and what we have and acknowledge that, realizing that ourselves are the ones we need to love the most initially so that we have it to give out to other people. Once you do become congruent with your own self, know what your core values are. Realize that you can love yourself before you love others. Loving yourself and self-care is not self-ish. We do know that it's really important, it's critical that you do get to know who you are with your core values so that you can celebrate yourself and bring that great person to the world. A good friend of ours calls herself a neuroscience geek. She says that our subconscious minds are kind of like a two-year-old. Whatever we tell our subconscious mind, they believe. It believes. Whatever you tell it, it believes. There is no percentage in telling ourselves negative, bad, what uh, deconstructing or uh, demeaning messages. We're always better off telling ourselves that we are more than enough, that we can do this, that we are worthwhile people. If you continue telling yourself that, eventually that imposter syndrome, the inner critic that Mariah mentioned, is going to diminish and eventually it will silence altogether because you will understand that you are a worthy person. You have dignity and you have a contribution to make to the rest of us. My thanks to Mariah and Byron Edgington, and thank you, Byron, for your military service. If you'd like to learn more about Mariah and Byron, go to the show notes. And if you have a question or comment, go to unlabelleadership.com, click the message icon, and leave a voicemail message for up to one minute. I'd like to thank those who donate to the show. 
Your contributions makes a difference because this is an all-volunteer service. Thank you for listening. This is Gary DePaul. Until next time, lead on.